XFL, Charlotte Sports Live. Goes to the six-yard line. Smith through the hole. Smith, look at him go. There he goes. He's going to go all the way. 94 yards on the opening kickoff and no flags. Well, Steve Smith Sr. was the last one to be inducted into the Panthers Hall of Fame, along with Jake DeLone, Jordan Gross, and Wesley Walls. That was in 2019, and now we're about to have two more. But who will it be? That is the question. That is the debate that will raise tonight right here in this studio. Welcome inside Charlotte Sports Live. Will and Mike here for you. Yeah, he's the one with the stubble. I'm clean-shaven. And Carla's here, too. She's got a one-on-one sit-down with the Charlotte Athletic Director, Mike Hill, and Will LaMelo Ball makes it official, but you got to hear what he said while he was signing his new contract. Well, before that, we got to talk Panthers because Bryce Young, Adam Thielen, LaVisca Chenault, Terrace Marshall Jr., and DJ Shark all getting together at SMU to work out yesterday. And they're going out to dinner tonight, a lot of them down there hanging out. And I don't want to make too much of a big deal about this, but. This is how you hit the ground running come training camp July 26th for your first practice. The Panthers have had just about, about just under a million starting quarterbacks since Cam Newton. Give or take. Yeah, over under, something like that. Bryce Young is the latest. He's a rookie, so anything to gain familiarity is good. So the goal, obviously, is that Bryce will once become a Panthers Hall of Honor member one day, and maybe even the NFL Hall of Fame. But today, the Panthers sent an interesting tweet out. Yeah, certainly caught our attention. They put it out there that there are, in fact, two available seats in the Hall of Honor. So who are some of the options? They are called the best of the best. The sixth greatest to ever wear the black and blue make up Carolina's Hall of Honor. Touchdown! However, now the Panthers are teasing the club is getting two new members. And tonight, fans all over the Queen City are wondering who'll make the cut. He could run the football. Assuming Cam Newton is out of the question since technically he's not retired, perhaps the most obvious candidate has to be Greg Olson. How about that? Considered the greatest tight end to ever strap on a Panthers helmet, the three-time Pro Bowler ranks third all-time in team history in reception yards and fourth in touchdowns caught. Cam Newton knows who to go to. Another guy who has a strong chance is Carolina's all-time leading rusher. Oh, breaking it. No one in the secondary. Jonathan Stewart played 10 of his 11 NFL seasons with the Panthers, finishing with 51 scores and over 7,300 yards. And he has his first three-touchdown game of his career. On the defensive side, five-time first-team member Luke Keekley seems to have as good a shot as anyone. It's intercepted by Keekley. The defendable middle linebacker twice led the league in tackles. But perhaps his greatest accomplishment was winning the Defensive Player of the Year award, the season after winning the Defensive Rookie of the Year award. What a day for Luke Keekley. Thomas Davis, of course, also deserves very strong consideration. Winner of the Walter Payton Man of the Year award in 2014, the veteran linebacker spent 14 of his 16 years in Carolina. In addition to making the first team in 2015, he was selected to three Pro Bowls before retiring in 2020. But can you really call it a Panthers Hall of Honor if this guy isn't in it? Here we go! Currently ranked fifth all-time in sacks, defensive end and outside linebacker Julius Peppers made nine Pro Bowls in his 17-year career. Following his retirement in 2018, 
This former two-time Panther and Tar Heel Got him. was inducted into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame in 2021. <laughs> Carolina's Hall of Honor hasn't added any new members in four years. Now, with potentially a pair of new players on the way, it would seem the Panthers are making up for lost time. So only six guys in that hall right now. Do you think there should be more? Oh, like, there definitely like, a lot should more. Be. Like, you know, it's too selective. I mean, it definitely is, and I think they're going to make up for lost time. Unfortunately, it took Steve Steve Smith to get in in 2019. But some guys you didn't mention, and, and not to your fault, because oh, it, whoa, this could be whoa. a five-minute story if you, if you listed everybody. But Musa Muhammad, he's been garnering a lot of attention on Twitter when I asked this question. Yeah. Ryan Khalil, to me, is the one that I know it's not exciting because he's a center, but you've got linemen there already, with like Jordan Gross. He was a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. John Casey, leading scorer for the Panthers. There's, there's guys endlessly that you could name. So who's the two? Who's your two that are going in? I think it's going to be Greg Olson. He's the hot name out there in like every sense of the word. I think it'll garner a lot of positive attention if, yeah. they, if they get him to go in. So I agree with that one. Julius Peppers. I agree with that one too. Nine-time Pro Bowl. But the one after them is Ryan Khalil. But a lot of attention, again, going to Moose. And Jonathan Stewart's going to be in there eventually. Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis. Like all these guys – are going to get in eventually. It's just a matter of who's going to take those two seats. TD's my dark horse. He had quite a yeah. story, overcame three serious injuries in his career. He's my dark horse in this group. What right he now. and Olsen also have done off the field, remarkable yeah. for the Charlotte community. Now let's talk Hornets because they have secured their franchise. It's officially official. LaMelo Ball signs his five-year extension. That could be worth up to Mike Lissette money. $260 oh, yeah. million. So much Snapple you could buy oh. with that. Like Scrooge McDuck just swimming in the snapple. <laughs> First order of business, though, is get healthy and stay healthy. The former rookie of the year, he played in just 36 games last season. He averaged a career high, though, 23 points and shot nearly 38%. He also had a career high in assists with eight and a half. But those personal achievements are not what he wants. He wants to win. Listen to this. Main thing, one and none. That's what we you do. One and never need to shoot. Service, you're right. So to kind of, if you couldn't follow that, um, Mitch Kupchak, with the magnifying glass. Mitch Kupchak was saying to Lamella while signing, "What are you going to go after first? You know, are you going to go after MVP, first team All Pro, whatever?" And then, and then Lamella said, "Well, winning, winning's the number one overall thing." And then Mitch said to him, "We're going to win this year." Well, I like to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if I necessarily buy it because you look at what the Hornets have this year. If, if all goes well and they're healthy and they get back Miles Bridges and they and are, he, they are, and, he, and 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 Brandon Miller is 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 playing better than he's playing in summer league. Do you really think that they're better than the team that made two straight playing games? Hundred percent. But do you think like what's the sky? What's the limit here for these guys? Oh, is it better? Is it better than that? Are they, are they wait, wait, low six seed? I mean, what are we talking six about? Six seed, here? five seed, maybe high, maybe the high for the for the five seed if they can stay healthy again. Lamelo's got to stay healthy. That's the question with him. But I love the fact that Mitch, the general manager, brings up the individual rewards, awards, and then Lamelo's like, I just want to win, man. I just want to win. It's been a long tenure here in Charlotte, but they've got them locked down, and now they no longer have to talk about this. It's not staged at all, right? I mean, it's staged, but it, we got to go. Yeah, all right. Meanwhile, Hornets finished up the California Classic in Sacramento last night with a very disappointing loss to the Golden State Warriors. Unlike their first game against the Spurs, 
Charlotte was hanging around with the Warriors going into the half down only eight, but then they went on a shooting cold streak a la Will Kunkel. Three from 20 from beyond the arc. Amari Bailey, Nick Smith Jr., Kai Jones, Bryce McGowns all were in double figures. Brandon Miller, though, seven assists, six points, though, just two for four from the field. That's not good. You want him to be a scorer. You don't need him to be a point guard. But they don't have a point guard on the roster. It's summer league ball. There's no scheme to the offense. I don't know what to take away from it, but I would like to see some sort of plan and some sort of plan executed. And I was talking about this last night. It drives me crazy. It's just less than ideal. You're not putting them in a position to succeed. I I feel like it's like, hey, let's get them out there and get them comfortable to NBA basketball. But – and you want them to have fun, but on the it's other not hand, you're not, you're not setting them up for success. Yeah. You're not putting them in. And I know they didn't have that much time to get ready, but neither did the other teams either. It's a, it's and look, on top look, of that, he's getting these. in foul trouble too. Look at these numbers. I mean, again, I don't know. The finger's got to be pointed somewhere. I don't know where it should really be pointed, but 15 fouls. Now, again, you can have 10 in each game until you're out. 24 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists. So nearly a triple-double. Nearly a quadruple-double. I'll say this. This is a common thing for rookies in the NBA. They get into foul trouble playing against different style, different rules. So this is not something we need to be alarmed about. Heck, a lot of this stuff actually carries into the regular season. Rookies getting into foul trouble. I think he's a smart player. I think he will get it. The lack of plan bothers me. You don't have to have a plan to win. Just have a plan to play constructive basketball. That's what we talked about it last night. Very frustrating. All right, Charlotte 49ers have been on a tear in the athletics arena recently, and now they're upping their game in a new conference. We go one-on-one with their athletic director, Mike Hill, on all the changes, and it is a really good interview. He was awesome. That's coming up. And NASCAR in the ATL this weekend. We got the latest on a new rule change concerning Pit Road. Plus, hear from Chase Elliott about his fire paint scheme this weekend. It's all next one. It's NASCAR Cup Series drivers will be at Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. And although they'll still enter turn three from Pit Road like they did in March, they do have a new rule to follow. If drivers enter under green, they'll be allowed to keep their speed up to 90 miles an hour until they pass turn four. That is when they're going to have to slow down to 45 miles an hour. If drivers enter yellow, meanwhile, it'll be around 45 miles all the way around. How about this? Chase Elliott's going to debut his design to drive paint scheme featuring Caleb Duran Rodriguez fire camp design. Duran Rodriguez was diagnosed with leukemia in 2020 and underwent treatment at Children's Health of Atlanta, which is the same hospital that Designed to Drive raises money for. It will be a special weekend for Caleb and for Chase Elliott at his home track. Uh, I think they knocked it out of the park this year. I think the car looks really good, and um, I'm looking forward to looking forward to getting it on track and and to having these kids and their families out at the race and give them a a good experience. So um, all the all the items, my my fire suit and and shoes and and all those things are will be up for auction. And also shout out to Napa for you know they're giving up a primary race to to do this and. I say it every year, but you just don't see that all the time in, in corporate America where, you know, they they spend a lot of money to to be on the car and, and for them to give up a, a race weekend to uh, to do something like this, I think says a lot about their leadership. 
All right, now it is race time in the fastest two minutes in all of sports. It's our quick six segment with QC News anchor Brian Blakely. And, of course, Will Kunkel. Do you have a Threads account yet, uh, I do Brian? not. I have not signed up yet for it. Everyone's been going crazy about it, but I probably will over the weekend. That is not an official question. It is something we will cover, though, here in Quick 6. So let <laughs> us put two minutes on the clock. I just read what's on the prompter. Brian, T.J. Stroud <laughs> spotted at Michael Rubin's Hampton's party. I know a frequent hangout for you back in the day. Oh, Bryce yeah. Young, meanwhile, at SMU. Does that influence how you feel about the Panthers picking the draft? Yes, it does. But I also want to say it also influences how I feel about C.J. Stroud being at that party with a street cred because everybody was at that party and don't hold it against him. But, yeah, he, Bryce Young doing everything that a young quarterback should be doing. Will, how many points is Victor Wembanyama going to put up against the Hornets tomorrow night? If he plays a fair amount of minutes, I'll go 15 points. I, I don't trust the Hornets to have a game plan to stop him or care to stop him as gonna like run around for 40 minutes all right here's a good question brian out of all the colleges across the carolinas what is one college football game day experience on your bucket list carolinas gotta be carolina gotta be carolinas well south carolina I, we'll, we'll throw that in there yeah yeah sec and clemson because both of those schools are pretty nuts but i'll go columbia i love games at williams price they it is a great atmosphere you gotta go to that uh, Will, would you rather see NASCAR return to the Chicago street course, the one you just went to over the weekend, or take it to a different street? So I think it is return to Chicago. I think it's a three-year deal, but I would like to see them add another street course. I think there should be two a year. It's such an event. It's great for TV. It's fun to watch. It did well. Like, give me two, at right. least. Brian, who's your pick to win the home run derby next week? No, it's easy to say Alonzo versus J-Rod, but I'm going to go Luis Roberts. Saw him take one over the batter's eye out of Truist Field. That's my dark horse. All right, Will. Big finish here. Will Threads eventually overtake Twitter? Do you want it to? I don't think it will. I think it's going to have a huge hot start, which it has. It's had the fastest growing of all time in social media, but like more people are on social media than ever before. It's a link to Instagram. The biggest thing is, do people continue to use it in four months? And I, my question is, do I just put everything on Twitter and on threads? I'm not switching. Like, I don't know how this is really going to shake out, but I, I, I don't think it's going to overtake Twitter. But I agree to you. The only threads I want to be talking about six months from now are these babies right here. Suit jacket? Yeah, suit jacket. Why would we talk about your suit I don't know. Or something something cool. My fashion. We got a wrap. Well, it's your not next gonna week. happen. Go right away. 49ers are not only getting ready for a football season with a head coach, but they've got a new conference as well. The exclusive interview with athletic director Mike Hall is coming up next on CSL. And we're gonna talk about Mike's wardrobe. Exciting. If you think you've been hearing Charlotte 49ers name a little bit more this past year, it's a lot. Like, look at that number. Eight. Steve Young. You'd be correct, by the way. <laughs> and that, because of the success, success they've had, here's a look at their recent resume. Finishing with the best average finish in Conference USA for the third straight year. Winning a league record, a league title, a school record in league titles. That's written poorly. Eight sports. Did you write that? No. Okay. Eight sports. Of course not. It'd be written perfect if I did. Should have read it, though. <laughs> All right, that success, though, has them chasing more, which is why Charlotte has now announced their official move to the American Athletic Conference at the start of this month, and this is a huge yeah. move, not only for the athletics, but for the school. Yeah, and also I thought this story was written beautifully, and part <laughs> of the success is due to the guy at the helm of the department, our own Carla Gebhardt, caught up with Athletic Director Mike Hill earlier today to talk about the move. 
and what it means for the 49ers going forward. He made lots of noise in Conference USA, even just most recently, what, eight titles recently in the athletic department. That's a lot of success there and really gotten a lot of people talking. I think nationally, the, the baseball team in, in the postseason, that was really exciting. Um, but, but what does this move mean for, for all of those, those teams? Well, I think in the end, again, it's, it's about trying to continue to elevate our profile as a program, as an institution. And this league allows us that opportunity with the visibility that we have on their national uh, TV package, uh, in addition to some great competition. You know, our, our teams have performed really well. We've been the top performing athletics program in Conference USA for three straight years now. And uh, this year to set a school record with eight conference championships is really hard to imagine. I mean, it's, it's, it's a credit to our coaches and to our student athletes for what they've been able to do so far. And I know that there's probably fans out there, you know, that, that maybe wanted to stay in Conference USA, but again, this is an opportunity for growth for the whole athletic department. So, and you do need their support, you know, fundraising, all of these things from those fans. So what would you tell those fans that maybe might be a little bit more hesitant to, to the new conference? Well, I, I think this, look, you know, you, you, can't, you can't play scared, right? Like we, we want to step up our level of competition um, and, and be a part of something big. And that's what we're here to do. And, and the growth that we've had as a program and as a university for the last five years has really been phenomenal. And so, uh, but we're not done. We have a lot of work to do still. We know that. And so that's the joy in building something that hasn't been done before. And that's what we're doing right now. You know, baseball team making the NCAA tournament for the second time in three years. Our softball team made its first ever uh, NCAA tournament. Tennis made their first ever NCAA tournament. You know, basketball won the CBI tournament, our first ever postseason championship in basketball. And yet, that's not where we want to be. Like, we want more than that. We want NCAA tournament appearances. We want bowl appearances. We want to advance farther in the NCAA tournament in all, this, all of those sports. So if you're a competitor, and we all are, whether you're a coach, athlete, or administrator, you continue to push and drive to be the best. And a lot of times that's how judged on the company that you keep. And so we're going to be keeping company with some really impressive athletics programs, and we're excited about it. Yeah, certainly an opportunity for that. I know if there is a lull in athletics, it's probably right now, but we've even got the volleyball team practicing outside of your window here in Houston Arena. Uh, so, so not much of a lull, but we do have the football team coming back in in a couple of weeks and a lot of excitement with this going into this season. Biff Pogey, the excitement that he's brought, and he's been very vocal about the support. But, but what does Coach bring uh, to this program going into this football season? I've been around a lot of great coaches in my career, and I'm not sure I've seen a coach drive as hard as he does in terms of recruiting, in terms of making sure that the talent level is elevated. I mean, I, the football team, when you walk out at practice, you don't recognize them if you were here a year ago. There's so many new faces, so many new players, and uh, we got a lot bigger uh, and a lot more athletic, I think. So now obviously the competition level steps up as well, and so uh, that was kind of a prerequisite, I think, to, to get us ready to go. But I've been so impressed by his ability to, to recruit and to build a staff that has recruited so effectively because, as he says, you win with players. If you're a great coach and you don't have great talent, you're not going to win. You have to have great talent. And so it's exciting to see. And, of course, this is step one. This is year one. His sense of urgency is at a very high level. Um, you know, it's in interesting to me that the best coaches that I've been around almost have more of a fear of failure than they do uh, celebrating the joy of winning. 
They just do not want to fail. And this is a guy who's not failed in anything in his career. I mean, he's, he's a winner, and uh, we're excited about what he's building. All right, well, even if you're playing a game of sports madlibs, you couldn't conjure up a story like this one. Britney Spears filed a police report accusing a member of Victor Wembanyama's security of hitting her in the face Wednesday in Vegas. The Spurs' top pick says Spears grabbed him from behind. Spears says she was just trying to grab his attention. We say we're wrapping up CSL Max. We're giving our crown tonight to two athletes out of the AACC, excuse me, shout out to Charlotte. Uh, Wake Forest, Rhett Lauder and NC State's Caitlin Toy. They were respectively named Men's and Women's Athlete of the Year in the ACC. Huge honor, something Mike did back in the 60s. Absolutely. Quite a feat. That's Mike, I'm well. We'll see you again tomorrow night.